welcome to Curious Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 231, yeah. an update episode. That's right. And if, you, uh, if you're if you listening in right now and you're, you're wondering, hey, where was the episode on Monday? There's usually a, an episode that drops on Monday. Uh, so remember, we talked a couple of weeks ago or about a week ago. Uh, if you missed the episode, we are trying something new for the month of March. Uh, and we're doing March Media Madness. And we're just trying to like pump out YouTube videos. So we're kind of... Uh, trying something new. We're going to try and do a few different YouTube videos, kind of tr- get our footing there and uh, see how it goes. So again, if you want to suggest some YouTube videos that you'd like to see, let us know down in the comments. Yeah, comment, comment, know. comment. Yeah. So let us know. I even love that some people will comment, 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 comment. Yeah, I know. That was great. great. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you just want to put that, that helps us in the algorithm. We love it. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to be dropping this. This is going to be our midweek Wednesday episode. These are our update episodes, the ones we love. The we're dropping form. them on Wednesdays now? I think we're going to try to drop them on Wednesdays. Oh, that's yeah. great. I missed the Wednesdays. Yeah. Let us know in the comments because I wondered about this. You know, we made the switch. Did the switch affect you? Like, did it? I mean, I would say it probably didn't because you listen to podcasts when you listen to podcasts. But I know some of you like the Monday morning commute. Let us know. We're interested because if we do go back to, you know, more podcasts in the week. Would it be helpful if we dropped on Mondays again? Yeah. Did we totally destroy your week? Was your week centered around pure hustle podcast? Do we have I that kind of pull in, in your life? And if we do, I'm sorry because we're not that great, but hopefully you get some value out of today's uh, uh, episode and it's an update episode, which I'm excited about. So uh, yeah. How are things going for you, Orlando? So I will say now you can label this clickbait Orlando failed I don't think you're going to get much traction on YouTube. People aren't going to be like, oh, I got to watch this video. Orlando failed. I think what what will end up happening is uh, people will see Orlando failed and be like, yeah, yeah, what's new? And they'll keep going. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> it is true. I've seen the comments before. It's like Orlando says he's going to do something and he doesn't follow up. Now, I had planned on having 2,500 listings on my eBay store by this time. I do have enough inventory to make that happen. That's not the difficult part. And I can make every excuse in the world. The fact that I got sick and my kids got sick. The fact that my helper took off for a week and and wasn't doing listening. I can give you every excuse. But ultimately, it's on me. Like, I should have had it done. Now, I will say I can't complain. The fact that I had enough sales where it made it more difficult to get to the 2,500. I'm okay with that. I mean, if you're seeing your 90-day total go up. Then even if your okay. listings aren't going up, then you're fine. This right? is going to be weird. My 90 total keeps going down. Hmm. Now, this is why. Because I was going like, what is going on? Because I'm making the same amount of money as I was making a few weeks ago before things dipped. But this is what's been, what's been happening. You have to remember that the 90 day total includes shipping. Hmm. So if I'm selling a lot of clothes, that means a lot of free shipping. Right. If I'm selling bulky items that are cost me $50 to ship, $100 to ship, and I have multiple of those, then obviously, you know, my number would technically be higher if all I was doing is selling clothing during this time. And so I was kind of getting frustrated. I'm like, I can't win. Like, no matter how much I sell, my number keeps going down. And the reason it was going down is because I'm selling more clothing than the usual. Right. Because I did have some things that cost 100 to ship, another item that cost 150, a few items that cost $50 to ship, and then I had shoes. And now I'm selling shirts and I'm selling other items that I don't charge shipping on. And so my 90 day total hasn't gone down, down, but it hasn't gone up, which you would think with more sales, it'd go up. So always be aware that when people show their 90 day totals, you got to understand there's a, a ton of factors. The, the biggest one to me is always, what is their cost of goods, 
right? So for me, my cost of goods is super cheap when it comes to a lot of my clothing. You know, I'll, I'll buy a Hawaiian shirt for seven and I'll sell it for 50. I'll buy a pair of jeans uh, for five, 10 bucks and I'll sell it for 70, $80. So when my 90 day total, let's say, isn't outstanding compared to others, I go, well, that's okay because I'm not paying as much. Now, there are some anomalies like we had Osborne of Thrift on here and he does pay a lot for shipping, but I've seen some of the stuff he's paying five and he's selling for two to 300. All right. That's a legit yeah, 90 day total. That is. You know what I mean? So, so there's that. I got other things, but uh, I just wanted to share, you know, I've been, I've been doing some road trips. I've been trying to up my inventory. So I went up to LA. I do have some connections with uh, Vintage Gear, uh, but I haven't been to these connections in a year since COVID hit. And I was kind of shocked at the sticker price. So, you know, obviously I can't share some of these connections because we have a huge audience and obviously I would end up earning my own, uh, you know, sourcing opportunities. But there are items that at one time I could pick up for, you know, 20 to 30 a piece. And I remember I was trying to negotiate a deal and it was triple the price. And that's because the vintage market keeps going up in price and not because of more resellers. It's more of thrifting, sustainability. You know, I've talked about this on the podcast, but vintage gear is going up in price because it's trendy, right? I've talked about how Harley Davidson is going up in price. I've talked about how Carhartt jackets are going up in price. Uh, and so what happens is whenever you have a connection that is able to get you a bulk amount of these items, they know what they're doing. They know what money they're making. Yeah, and that, that just goes to show you've got to be able and willing to pivot because you might be solidly in a market and a niche that's doing really well for you. You've got a good connection. The The prices are low. And next thing you know, that switches. Maybe the, the item isn't valuable anymore, or maybe it's harder to source at a, at a decent price. So you always have to be willing to pivot. I've kind of looked at, at my reselling over the last three years, and it's just been like, you know, kind of cyclical. Like there's times where certain types of items I'm really finding easily and they're selling, and then it stops working. And I have to find something else. But the nice thing is, as you grow into something new, now you've got multiple things to fall back on because maybe shoes come back, maybe vintage gear comes back, maybe you know, certain electronics come back and they're easier to source again, you have that knowledge. Uh, but sometimes I think it can be a little disheartening when you see that that kind of bread and butter, this is working, mm -hmm. starts to get harder and harder to source or isn't making you as much money. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. It's the reason I go to these connections because we've talked about thrift stores and we had an episode that I have been having a lot of luck at thrift stores, but I do like going to local deals and connections because you're able to buy a lot at one time. Bulk buys are really nice, uh, but sometimes you do end up paying up on certain bulk buys because the person knows, hey, I'm selling you a lot of a certain item that I know is going to sell. And so, you know, I'm not going to charge you thrift store prices. I'm going to charge you more. And sometimes you got to be willing to make that deal to continue having that connection later on down the road. Now, I had some garage sale stuff I wanted to talk about, but I know you've had you know, some garage sale stuff that you wanted to share? Yeah, I mean, uh, I this last week... Um, so this It's last been a Saturday, while since we had an update. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So this last Saturday, I actually had a conference that I went to, so I didn't have a chance to do uh, garage sales. Uh, but I've been listing a lot more, which is nice. And the week before that, I finally got out to some garage sales and it felt great, right? It felt nice to be able to drive around to actually get some things. And then as I'm driving home, uh, my wife sends me a text message and she says you know, how'd you do? And it was good to be able to like have a smile on my face and like be able to respond back like, good, you know, like I did good. 
And then I got home and I'm like, all right, let me show you what I got. Right. So, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to do that and actually have a day where I, I still haven't gotten all of the things listed. And so, um, you know, sometimes you, you check field prices and you get home and then uh, maybe maybe you can actually sell it for a little more. It's a little less because of the model or the condition or whatever. So the exact number, I'm not sure, but I think it's going to be anywhere from like a $500 to $1,000 day. Right. Okay, and days good. like that are really, really good. And so uh, it was kind of nice after having a dry season of not going to garage sales. And I think I think I mentioned it um, in maybe it was the hustle of the week. I can't even remember. It's been a little while since we did that episode. See, did I, I talk about the audio gear that I got I for free on the side of the road? I don't think you did. I think you shared it with me after we recorded an episode. And then we took a picture and posted it on Instagram, but I don't think we shared the story. The story. Okay. So I'll just so quickly. So while you do that, I'm going to look that up and make sure it wasn't in our episode, but I'm pretty it, sure it wasn't. It, it, it might've been, but that's okay. I'm not going to go into like a ton of detail, but I was at a garage sale and um, there was just nothing there. But as I was walking up to the garage sale, I saw some stuff on the side of the road, like a few houses down next to their trash can. And I'm kind of looking at it and I'm like, well, I got to get to this garage sale real quick, but this stuff looks really interesting. So I, I run into the garage sale, I look around, I don't see anything in it. And then as I'm leaving, I, I, you know, I had to humble myself and I uh, squatted next to their trash can and I'm like researching stuff next to this person's trash can. So were there cars around you or this like everybody in plain sight could see you? Oh yeah. Like looking up stuff on your Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was, I was, I was pretty much in the open. And uh, in fact, the, the two ladies at the garage sale were kind of like staring at me like I was crazy. Oh, there was so, a garage. Oh, the garage sale was nearby. Yeah, it was literally two houses down. Oh, yeah. So, okay. uh, so I find one thing that's like really cool. It's like a na- It's a naval equipment of like it's like a sonar thing, and I'm like typing in the information on it, and I could see that these sell like for parts only for well over a hundred dollars. And I'm like, oh man, like this is just by a trash can. And there's all these other things that are like vintage audio equipment. So I'm like, um, I stood up and I'm. I yelled at the ladies. I'm like, hey, are, are these people just giving this stuff away? And they're like, yeah, it's by their trash can. I think they're just throwing it away. And so in my mind, I'm thinking either they're, they're throwing this away, which it's like 99% sure, because I've picked up lots of things on the side of the road. Or, uh, you know, they somebody it, was supposed to come pick them up. It could be a donation pickup. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, um, but I, I was like, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that they're just giving these away. And so I picked up the most expensive thing and then like one other thing and I ran to my car because my, my car was parked like, you know, a good like seven cars down. And I didn't want to like carry all this stuff because it's pretty heavy. So I jump in my car and I like floor it to pull up next to these trash cans because I don't want and, and I see other resellers starting to pull up. That, that's what I was up. thinking about. Like if there's other resellers, I mean, you're going to have like bees like coming you know, around. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and and they started like I, some people pulled up. They're looking at what I'm doing. So I pull my car up real quick. I just open the trunk throw everything in the trunk, close the the trunk down. And then I'm just standing there for a while. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm literally going to stand here out in front. I took my jacket off. I made sure to like, I'm like looking around like, all right, I'm not like definitely not stealing anything. Like if anybody wants to stop me, a better story if like Mike got arrested and had to bail him out. Yeah. Or somebody comes (laughs) running out of a house and tackles me, but you know, it's really cool because it's free. I think I did talk about it as the hustle of the week because it was just the idea of like free to money. And I, I'm not sure exactly how much I'm going to get on all of these things, but a lot of the, the vintage equipment uh, looks like it sells anywhere from like 20 to $80 untested parts only, which is kind of how I'm planning on selling it. Cause the stuff is, is pretty old and interesting looking. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun to just go to some garage sales and then do a little bit of dumpster diving. And it makes me think like, I don't know, maybe we need to actually try some dumpster diving sometime. Nah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of dumpster diving. Now I know there's some great videos out there. Uh, you know, there's actually we have somebody. We have a couple locally. Uh, uh, I forget what their name. Something killers, but uh, 
they're they're up north and uh they do dumpster diving they mm-hmm. get like millions of views uh and uh, i haven't watched their videos in a, a while but yeah i mean maybe i'm just i don't know there's nothing that intrigues me about it like mm-hmm. i guess i'd be more willing to go to the bins again than go to the dumpsters because dumpsters just seems like you drive from dumpster to dumpster and you can have a really sad day where you all you all you do is all like you, all you are is dirty. Yeah, you're always dirty and there's nothing there. Yeah. So quick story. So I used to be a security guard at a at an apartment complex. It was actually multiple apartment complexes. Like every night I was at a different one. And there's one apartment complex that I was at where these two young guys, uh, they were probably like anywhere from 19 to 20, early 20s. And they would come every once in a while while I was there and they would dumpster dive like mm. in the middle of the night it was like 12 1 a.m and you know I walked up the first time and they saw me and they're like we're not causing any problems we just want to like check to see if there's anything good in here and I was like honestly as long as you don't cause any problems I don't care like I'm not he gonna a, like he was a cool security yeah guy. like because I mean what am I gonna do like chase these guys out like they're not like tagging the apartment complex up see and- there's two ones there's there's the security guards that are, are hoping to get in the academy and they just mm-hmm. haven't made it uh, no offense to anyone out there but I used to work. I used to work security. Yeah, with those so guys, I used to yeah. work with those people, and they come in like fully, like armored, decked and, like, out. Yeah, have the radio and, and you know every single radio. Yeah, I could have. I could have just like started pepper spraying them right then, you know, just in case. So you weren't that guy. No, I wasn't that I guy. Did. But I was like, guys. I remember I asked them, like, "Do you ever find anything good?" And then they're like, "Yeah, sometimes they start telling me some stuff they found." So like, literally <laughs> after that, every night that some of the places had the the trash cans, the big dumpsters locked up. But uh, the the places that didn't, I would like walk in and like just kind of glance in the dumpsters. Like, is there anything good in here? Because they they would mm. tell me some stories. And there was a couple of times like I got like this really cool globe that like was like this decorative globe, and I brought that home and a couple other things. And I was just kind of a hoarder at the time. I didn't like dig through the trash. But if there was something cool on the top, I would you know, snag that. I mean, now that we're doing YouTube videos, maybe we'll do one. Yeah, I just I, it just would crack me up. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's the cool security guards and then there's the ones that we might end up like having a video of Mike Orlando goes to jail over yeah. over a three dollar piece of trash. I mean, I do have connections. So if anything went down, I think we'd be OK. Right. But, you know, yeah, I don't know if we want to play that game. So so the reason I bring this up is because I went to two. I went to garage shows both weekends and they weren't massive scores, but there were still scores. So. I shared this on Instagram two weeks ago. I went and I picked up a, a Kindle book, brand new in box and a fax machine and a Harley backpack and a blanket. And I forget what else all for $8 nice. and the Kindle itself sells for over $200. Right. So that's pretty crazy. And then this last one, it wasn't that big. I got up around eight something in the morning, took my sweet time. And I picked up a pair of Sorel boots and a cool snapback hat. One of our listeners actually on Instagram bought the hat. I paid a dollar and it sold for $25. So thank you so much, by the way, for that purchase. I would have sold on eBay anyways for that amount. So I'd rather have it go to a listener. And it was a clean hat. So it was, it was pretty awesome. And it reminded me of how much money there is to be made at garage sales. Like I look at all my all my major big sales. Like I do have... A ton of money that comes in because of Amazon, which is kind of scaring me as I'm working through my taxes. But garage sale ROI, like you just you just can't beat it. I shared on Instagram, I, I sold a Pyrex measuring cup that I paid a dollar for thirty five dollars. Right, I've I've sold, uh, all, I sold this like weird. Uh, I think it was the Hustle of the Week. It's a, this thing that helps your back. I paid seven, sold for a hundred. Right, I I sell jackets at. People are like, oh, yeah, go ahead and take it. I pay a buck and it sells for a hundred. Like you just 
the garage sale money is so good. And, you know, it's funny because people on Instagram all the time comment like, you guys are so lucky that you can do this year round. And we are. I, I will admit it's nice. I also, we're also paying, what is it, three fifty nine right now for gas yeah. for a gallon, which is insanity to me that a month ago we were paying, I don't know, like two fifty I think, yeah. and it's gone up a dollar. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but part of it is because we live in San Diego. But if if we just had, if I had access to this stuff, like every weekend, like I wish I had the knowledge that I have now, mm. five years ago when garage shows were super good i remember going to community garage sales and there's like a hundred houses right and we haven't had any of any action like that in a long time because of covid so i can't wait i'm hoping that march and april things begin to change and and again if you're new to reselling and you're like hey i'm going to the thrift i'm not finding stuff i've been trying to do the retail arbitrage game but i don't have enough capital go to garage sales I don't know what better way there is with barely any capital to scale your money so you can make bigger purchases. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of nice too, as I'm going through some sale, like I was going through some death piles today and I'm thinking like, yeah, I paid $10 for this. I paid $12 for this. I paid $7. I've got like a lot of money that I haven't even listed yet, Mm -hmm. but like I'm looking at my business bank account and it keeps growing. And it's like, how is it possible? Oh, well, yeah, because I, I basically... I can spend a couple dollars and make 50, 60 bucks. And and yeah, your your money ends up growing pretty fast that way. And of course, you're limited. You can't scale it the same way. Uh, but it, it definitely helps uh, when you can have that kind of ROI. It's just it's just wild. I mean, I think about like sewing kits, like the Busilla sewing kits that usually you get 10 cents, 25 cents. You can sell them for 20 to $30. Now, it is long tail, but having 25 cents tied up, like you're good, you know? All right. You got some random stories here? Yeah. So... um. I went to one garage sale that I thought was pretty neat because the guy, uh, I mean, he had a house, so he didn't like live in an RV, but I could tell by the stuff that he was selling in a van down by the river. (laughs) I could tell by the stuff that he was selling that he was a pretty hardcore RVer, uh, because I recognized like domes and things that are like for satellites so that you can get, um, satellite or direct TV or those types of things from an RV. Those are special things. I worked at direct TV. So that's part of the reason I, I kind of saw that from the street and recognized it. And then the other thing was I live in a fifth wheel, right? So I live in an RV and so I'm seeing these things. And so I was able to kind of catch the value of certain things that I don't think everybody else was seeing. Uh, so we had a lot of of things like that. So receivers, video equipment that you would use inside of an RV. Um, there was like a, a power switch, like a, a brand new inbox power switch and some other things like that. So it was really cool to be able to, to like recognize things that that I knew about that I knew a lot of people wouldn't. It's pretty a niche market. And so I, I started gathering these things together and I'm, I'm making like really good deals. Like something that I think, for instance, one one piece of equipment, I think I'm going to be able to sell for like $400 and I paid nice. $20 for it. Right. So with sales like that, like I'm like, I'm, I'm just like gr- grabbing mm-hmm. as much as I can. And I'm starting to chat with the guy. I'm having a good conversation and we're talking about a lot of different things. And um, I don't even remember what brought it up, but I mentioned something about board games. Uh, it came up in the conversation and he's like, oh yeah, like I just sold, you know, I've sold a bunch of those. Um, he's like, actually I have one. Cause I told him I, I'm, I'm into the really nerdy board games. He's like, I actually have one in the garage things I haven't sold yet. So he brings out this game and I look it up and, and it's a game that I could probably sell for like $50. Um, and so I talked him down to like five for it. And I'm like, this is sweet just because like, even if it doesn't sell, it'd be a fun game to play. And I've already got all these things. So I'm, I'm not worried about like opening up the box and digging through it. I kind of just look and 
then as I'm driving home, I stop somewhere and I'm excited about this board game. So I like open it up and I'm trying to look at the pieces and it's missing all of the miniature figures, which is where the money is. Like literally <laughs> nice. miniatures and board gaming, like that, like or, or Dungeons and Dragons, like there's so much money in those. You know, you sold those like mm -hmm. Warhammer yeah, pieces. Yeah, I remember. That's where the money is. That's what makes the game. And they weren't in there. And so I could tell by the types of stuff that were in there, like he probably just took them out and put them in another container because he had like separate storage containers in there. So I'm like, I don't remember where it was. Maybe if I drove back, he'd have them, but it wasn't worth it. But what I learned from that, and one other thing I picked up the same day, I asked the lady, um, it was like a tent making kit thing, like for like kids, like not tents necessarily, but you can make clubs and it's got like these balls and sticks that you, it's like giant Lego or rector set type thing. Okay. And I asked her like, is, does it have all the pieces? And she's like, oh yeah, they're all in there. You know, and I got it for three bucks and I could sell it for like 35. So I'm like, oh, it's not even worth counting all 70 pieces that are in there. Sure enough, today I'm going to listing it. And as I'm going through, I'm like, yep, this is missing like eight pieces. You know, so what I've learned is when somebody tells you it's there, when somebody tells you it's got all the pieces, um, if it's something you're counting on or you're going to be paying any kind of money for, and it's not just like you're getting it for free, basically, or, you know, a dollar or two, you've got to check. You cannot take somebody's word for it that everything is there because I've been burned far too many times. So basically the random story is sometimes you win, and, and you kind of can get in that high of you're, you're not checking everything, right? Where if I had to check that board game, if I had to check those pieces, um, and just a quick count. And sometimes if it's not worth to, to take the, the five minutes it would take to count the pieces there, then it's probably not worth picking up, right? Again, unless you're getting it. I paid three, so it's not the end of the world. But, uh, but you got to be careful because otherwise you can get burned. Um, and then another quick story. We had a package that was sent a couple of weeks ago and it got kind of stuck. You know how like USPS things just, they're just like in transit and like, you don't know where they are. It, but why is that happening now? Well, so now it's that's what's driving me crazy. It was, the storm, it was the storm in, in Texas. I think it was a big part of it, but I was sending stuff that wasn't like it was going up to Washington. I, I still think that it affected their routes, right? Like planes, vehicles. Like I think that, and maybe that's not the excuse for all of them, but I think it did cause a lot of delays nationwide, even if it wasn't crossing through Texas or or in that area. Uh, but I think that was part of it. And so anyways, this lady kept messaging us. I'd say almost every day, like, where's my package? Where's my package? And we're like, mm. we're so sorry. Like, we don't know. Like, it's in transit. You know, we'll let's give it another few days. We'll open up a case with the USPS if it doesn't show up. And finally, it showed up. And the customer is so happy. And she's like, this was the cutest packaging ever. Thank you so much. Love it. And I was like, we're expecting like, we're going to get negative feedback on yeah, this yeah. when it's not our fault. And when it finally showed up, she was impressed by the fact that we had uh, lemons on our packages. Like my wife likes to have cute poly bags for certain things. And I tell you what, it gets you brownie points. There's times where we get comments where people, and if it's, it's like the same price for these poly bags. So if you're sending if you're sending women's clothes now do you have to do it no but like we did it because of poshmark and so we've got like poly bags with pink flamingos and lemons oh, on yeah, them so have those yeah and and you know we get comments all the time that people are like love the packaging so uh yeah it's good it sets us apart it's our trademark <laughs> Tra it's like you know some people are the wet bandits and and we're the uh we're the we're the flamingo poly bags. <laughs> okay well you know no it's, it's just interesting because I don't know. I like I understand the storm, but it's just it's it's weird. I had three or four packages like that. And I'm like, wait, is this it's not Christmas anymore? Like what is going on? Now there's a lot going on. I mean, I just saw a news report that whoever's in charge of the post office was talking about that first class was gonna be delayed here coming up mm. soon. And I'm just like, okay, like what what is going on? Like, eh, come on, we gotta figure this out. Now, 
I'm not going to get into that rant. So got I got a, I got a handful. So I wanted to update on, do you remember I, I sent in stuff to Mexico, like, and Peru, like the Peru stuff made it. And I shipped something out to Mexico back in October. And I just got a message from the buyer. I think I shared this three weeks ago. And they're like, hey, just wondering where my package is. So I guess it got to the postal agent. He didn't pick it up on time. It actually got shipped all the way back to me, returned to sender. Right. And so they spent about $100 to ship it. Now, you got to remember when you have those refunds, like you're not losing $100. They paid that $100. But in your mind, Mm -hmm. it's tough because you have that $100, you know, already it's in your hands. Like, especially since October, I already spent that $100 somewhere. So I'm like, oh, no, like this came back. And, you know, you always have this. I don't have the. I mean, it's not an ethical dilemma, but it's like, you know, there's no way for them to come at me if like I just conveniently forget that they return this. Right. And I hope nobody does that. And so I messaged them back and we're going back and forth. He's like, I really wanted this item. I'm willing to pay for it to get shipped out again. Like what? Like again, like, and by the way, Christmas was two months ago and they really want the item. And so they had asked me if I would be willing to ship it DHL. Have you ever shipped DHL? Um, I know those vans. Yeah, no, I haven't. Okay. So I don't know that DHL is like the authority in shipping in Mexico. I didn't know that, but I guess at this point in time, when I tried to ship via DHL, they weren't letting me ship my items. So I went through international standard delivery. I did a whole lot of posting. They were willing to pay. I think they only had to pay like an extra $10 or something. To, I, so this is what you're, you have to do. And I'll share this later on. Uh, and when I'm done with this Mexico part is if something gets returned to you, if it's a return to sender item, what do you do with it? Right. I usually will not contact until the buyer reaches out to me. So I'll just put up on a shelf because here's the thing. Sometimes there are people that obviously, you know, have a credit card and they buy something and it's not their credit card. Right. And so you ship it out. The person no longer there or whatever case and it gets sent back to you. So usually I wait a little bit because I don't want to immediately, you know, reach out because maybe that person is not the original buyer. Maybe it's just me and my, you know, non-trusting ways. But I had a few of these, had about three or four of these that were returned to sender. I'm like, what is going on? And what's happening is for some reason, uh, eBay and the post office is letting through addresses that don't exist, Hmm. which is kind of strange. Right. And so it made it, it made it to where it was supposed to go. Nobody was there. I don't know if this was, it, it shipped into an underpass or an abandoned parking lot. I don't know where it ended up came back to me and then I get contacted. So what do you do in that scenario? So I've reached out to the buyer and I say, Hey, thank you for contacting me. Yes. The item did arrive in order for you, you know, for us to complete this transaction. I need you to go to eBay. I need you to update your address and I'm going to send you a new listing. Just pay 99 cents. And you know, I'm going to have to charge your shipping because obviously you're shipping again. Right. So you want to make sure you don't lose that money. And it's been fine. I I did this three or four times. People had no problem. I guess they figured the, you know, dollar that I charged them was the handling fee for having to print out the label and stick a new label on there. Right. But it wasn't too tough. And always remember, it's easier 
to go down that road, then to go and do another refund and do a whole nother purchase. Mm-hmm. Then you have to deal with possible lost final value fees and all that scenario. But it's been weird. I've had a lot of those. So I'll keep you guys tuned in with my package to Mexico story. <laughs> that poor girl. Like this is supposed to be a Christmas gift. And now I if I check the track, you know, let me let me let me check the tracking right now. Let's see. I wonder I wonder if it's where where it's gone because last time it took three months to get there. And this time, let's see if it if it'll make it there in a week with international standard delivery. Have you done any international standard delivery? Uh no, we're still just GSP only. Okay. So it's kind of nice because it ends up going to like Redondo Beach or somewhere. It's like it's like GSP, but for some for a reason, it's not GSP, it's something different. And so here you go. Uh let's see. No, this one, this is, man, I've sold so many Play Mobile, I can't figure out which one it is. Okay, so maybe I'll have to just keep you guys tuned in. Yeah, but uh, comment below uh, if you want to hear more about this story, and we will bring it up in the next... Uh, <laughs> or you're like Orlando, next, it's old news, just ended. We'll bring it up in the next uh, podcast, so. The saga continues. That's All right. right. I think, oh, here's... Play Mobile. I wanted to share something real quick, though. What you got? So, I failed. Here's another fail story. So I went to the thrift store and I, there's this huge, like Imagine X dinosaur. Imagine X toys can yeah. go for good money, right? It's used. And I'm like, oh, this is probably worth money. It was $12.99. And I'll probably post this on Instagram the day that this episode drops. And I'm like, sweet. So I check comps and like I see comps with like $90, $100. And I'm like, awesome. You know, so I picked it up. I was going to post on Instagram like in 10 minutes because, you know, we like posting two or three times a day. And then I search most recent. And it's only worth thirty dollars. Mm. Now, tip, okay? When you're searching, sometimes you like to go highest price in shipping because you like to know how much I can actually get for this if I list at the top. But you also have to understand seasonality. So, this dinosaur thing was selling for a lot of money before Christmas: hundred dollars, hundred twenty-five on the low end, seventy, eighty. Okay, it's it's March now. No one cares. It was only thirty dollars. So, I just wanted to share that fail so people are aware. Yeah, check check the uh, check the seasons. Check the, no, check. no the uh, no the trends. Is it is it still selling hot or not? There you go. Now, here's where we haven't failed, is on our domes. Yeah, we keep our domes nice and shiny. So before we get to our reseller topic, let's talk a little bit about Scotiaver.com. Is still still working for you, right? Oh yeah, and actually, um, so I've only been for the most part doing uh, with with. Uh, lather and wet, right? Because I love the fact that I can I can throw some shaving cream on there, some water, and I can do it in the shower if I want to. And we use Skull Shaver. We've got the Platinum Pro Pitbull. It's like super nice. We love this thing. Really gets it close. But there was one day I was running really late and I didn't have time. And I'm like, I think Orlando just does it dry. And so I'm going to try it with without anything on there. And it worked. I was so amazed because like normally like I, I've never had success with electric razors at all. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I feel like they're always like they catch and they snag and they don't get very close. And so in my mind, it was the fact that it could be wet that got it close and it worked just as well dry. I mean, yeah. I, I was so impressed. So I've done it like two or three times now like that. It's a little bit quicker. Uh, I like the process of putting the uh, lathering up some soap on my head. But, uh, but you know, if you are, you know, a person who values your time and you value looking good, and you're bald. You need to get yourself a skull shaver. They're amazing. We love them. We use it all the time. Use promo code PURE. You will get a great discount, and it lets them know that we sent you, uh, which helps us out. So we, we'd really, really appreciate that. 
All right. Also, we really appreciate, we keep getting new members on buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Really helps us out. If you're wondering what that is, it's basically like if you think of a Patreon or you think of a sponsorship program for less than a dollar an episode, at least when we're running two a week. Right now, it's like what, a dollar 25? Yeah. I mean, it's, like it's a, we're putting out more content, so yeah. It's actually, well, well, that's what I wanted to share. You say five dollars a week. That's that's nothing. But what, nothing. what's beautiful or about month, it is a month, it, not a week, a month, <laughs> a month. You could do a week though. You could. You we could. really like that. But but what it does it allows to create like we're trying to create more YouTube content, and and all of this that we're doing is to allow us to continue to build right our, our outreach, be able to build our revenue, to allow us to have more time to create more content to help more people. So all of you that have been, you know, helping us out with that year long membership, we really appreciate it. It's been grateful. Uh, it's been grateful. It's been great uh, to just have that help and support, especially, you know, when we're losing, you know, sometimes editing takes a few hours and it takes some time. Uh, even posting on social media takes time. It all takes time. And so it takes away from the business, but it allows us to help other people. So we're really grateful for that. If you haven't had a chance, just sign up. There's a link below, buymea.com slash pure hustle. And you can sign up for that $60 year long membership, or you could just, you know, hit us up with a few coffees. Is this episode really you know, helped you out or you made some money off a of sale because of a tip that we gave? Hey, really love it if you, you know, just say, hey, thank you guys. Here's here's a cup of coffee for you. Yeah. So and we're not a we're not a, a charity, but uh, you know we'll accept the donations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Hey. By the way, we're also on social media. We are Pierce Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I do plan on on getting back into Facebook and you know doing some more work on there. I know some of you have been saying, "Hey, are you guys still alive on Facebook?" We are still alive. It's just so many social media platforms. I'm trying to rebuild TikTok and dropping. I'm going to say this a TikTok a day, uh, which takes some work on top of everything that we're doing. But, we, you know, we have a great audience. We have great followers on on TikTok. And so we want really want to reach out. Also, we are on Twitter as Pure Cast, And then we are also on Clubhouse as a Pure Cast. So check us out on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is definitely there, there's a lot to learn. But I will say my warning, like you can get lost in Clubhouse for a long time. Mm. So I see people that like are on Clubhouse at eight in the morning and then I'll get back on Clubhouse at eight at night and there's the same people. And I'm like, wow, that's intense. Sounds like an addiction. It, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I you know, to stay away. it's nice to have. No, but it's nice to have background noise when you're working, you know, so when you're done with Pure's of Podcast, you can go on to Clubhouse and, you know, they will be there. So uh, also, hey, if you haven't had a chance yet, we are on YouTube and we're dropping two videos a week outside of the podcast right now in March. And so make sure to hit that subscribe button and that bell notification to be notified when videos drop. We're going to be dropping videos all the way from, you know, simple as what sold to how to ship something to how to use therapy to some thrifting videos. You name it. We'll be creating it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks to everyone also for the reviews on iTunes. It's been really helpful. I, I think we are the most reviewed reselling podcast out there. So we are wow. grateful for all of you. We love that. So if you, if you want to make it into the 500 club, if you want to make, if you want your review to be one of the first 500, cause I mean, like, like Doge, we're going to the moon. <laughs> I'm so, so tired of hearing to the moon. Like that is, we're going to the moon. on TikTok. Everything is to the moon. Like it doesn't matter what stock it is. It could be like the worst stock to the moon. Well, and and that's funny because my wife and I have said the same thing. Like you know, because the to the moon phrase. And so I've been like jokingly, I very affectionate with my wife. So we text all the time. Uh, but I've started like. 
kind of almost tongue in cheek texting or like, I love you to the moon. Right. Like, nice. and I know that there's like people who really say that, but like, it's kind of just like on top of what's going on. Well, uh, you also I, go diamond hands. Yeah. You your diamond hands. So, um, I was, I was hanging out with one of my other guy friends. We we're doing something and, uh, my wife sent me a text message. So I, I went to respond to her. I love you to the moon. And I sent it to my other friend and nice. like, he just like looks at me and I'm like, what can I say? Nice. So be careful who you text. Oh man, I, I, we all have stories. Yeah, I mean that was an easy one. Yeah, yeah. Let us know in the comments below what is your worst. I texted the wrong person, like maybe even the buyer, right? Like I saw one that was really funny. It was a reselling one where somebody, somebody said something. Um, they messaged the buyer and then they messaged somebody else that they were trying to say, and they it was like they were joking about something you could tell, but it was like pretty raunchy and like you know, semi-violent, but it was like joking, I've but they sent it back. An they, they sent it back to the person they were going to buy something from on like Facebook marketplace. Ooh. And they were like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That, that wasn't so meant bad. for you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can I still meet up? Like, so yeah, be careful. That, who you're that, sending would, messages be, that to. would be really awkward. Yeah. So, uh, Hey, you know, anyways, uh, it like, cracks me up because the other thing I'm seeing, and this is, this is like TikTok status when it's like, five stocks he needs to buy. They're going to go to the moon. And it's like, the best is I sometimes see like, uh, I, there's one guy on there. He's like a 16 year old kid. He's like, I've been doing some analysis and looking at the candles and this is going to go to the moon. And I'm like, what is, what is like, everybody is an expert. Like, so it just cracks me up. Cause I feel like I should, we should do recently videos and we're like, here are five things that if you buy before the market dips, will take be when the market dips, it'll take you to the moon. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, these items, these bolos are going to the moon. That's our new thing for sure. Um, And that kind of goes with our, our first recent yep. topic we're going to talk about today, which is the NFT craze. And um, I've been uh, a, a big... Wait, do we have some sound for our, our reseller topics? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just ready to go. I was ready to get into it. Uh, but uh, but we do have sound uh, and it's 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 good to play it because... Uh, it, it puts us roll. in the mood. It gets us ready. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Nope, we don't have sound today. Uh, so just imagine in your mind that there's beautiful news, like breaking <laughs> news sound playing, and uh, and and I'm like coming at it with like this just great reporter voice talking about like what's coming up in, in reseller news. Uh, just imagine that, and you could probably imagine it better than I could do it anyway. So, uh, but anyway, so our first our first topic is we were into the conversation. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. Like usually, you're all ready to go. You're prepping while I'm finishing yeah, my spiel, yeah. and we just kept on just went into it. Uh, so our first topic is the NFT craze, and I've been for a while now. Um, I mean, well, I, let's explain first. What well, NFT yeah, is. I will. Okay. So, um, so I've f since. Like when I first graduated high school, a few years after I graduated high school is when I first heard about like Bitcoin and like started Ethereum was coming out a few years later. And I was really big into the idea of it. And I was researching it, but I'm like 18 years old, 20 years old. What year was this? I don't have any money. Um, so I, I want to say like the Bitcoin, when I first really got into it was like 2009, wow. something like that, 2010, okay. somewhere around there. And um and so, yeah, so I, I just, I didn't have money and I, you know, was wanting to, and it was harder to buy back then. You had to like, and so I was always trying to convince people to buy it. When I first got married, I was like, telling my wife, like, we should just put all of our savings onto Bitcoin. So it's, a, it's like a, it's a touchy subject. Uh, but one of the big, or one of the cryptocurrencies is Ethereum. And, and I've always liked Ethereum because it actually has um, some pretty unique values. And we've talked about it in previous podcasts, the idea of it, it, it can serve as in some ways people can use it as like a, a, um, 
I think you and I have talked. I don't think we've talked. No, about I mean, I have, I have mentioned it uh, on the podcast, but uh, what's the, so like an escrow, like it can work as an escrow because it, it basically, it holds multiple parties accountable because multiple parties are like utilizing the same um, systems and they can keep track. And so there's, there's a lot of benefits. And, and the cool thing about Ethereum is other people can build code. Like they can basically build computer codes on top of Ethereum that allow it to do things, but it uses Ethereum blockchain technology. If you're not so it's like the internet, kind right. of. It, it, and I so mean, Bitcoin's like gold, and Ethereum's like the internet. Yeah, kind of, kind of similar. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, part of the things that have been built. Welcome to on, the crypto podcast. Yeah, one of the things that has, yeah, definitely not an expert. Don't don't listen to anything no, I say. On, well, but on this is related to reselling. Just so, um, one of the things that's connected to the Ethereum, somebody built on top of the Ethereum block, is these things called NFTs, and basically, it's it's artwork or other collectible things. Think, imagine like memes, little pictures, little gifts, things like that. But the idea is there's limited supplies. An artist will make a maybe one or a handful of them or however many they make. And they're built on the Ethereum block. So it's not like you can tell that this is the original. There's no way that it can be fake. There's no way anybody else can have copies of it. They're legitimate. It's it. The Ethereum kind of tracks and, and it ensures that who has what, and it's like a giant ledger base and everybody knows who has the real ones. And because of that, it creates this idea of scarcity. And scarcity is all about, I mean, that's what reselling, that's what that's what e economics is, right? It boils down to scarcity. And it's crazy because we're talking about like 8-bit art or like just pretty much stick figure art. Memes. Memes are selling for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, potentially millions of dollars. And... It's just crazy. And I I don't know what to think about it. So the Nyan cat, right? Mm -hmm. That's the cat with like it's flying through the sky and there's a rainbow behind it. Yep. So for 600,000. Okay. So here's a few. I, the reason I share this is because the reselling community usually follows whatever is trending. Right. I mean, even with the GameStop to the moon, like the reselling community was all in. I was all in. People want to make money, right? Like these yeah. are these are these are trends that kind of are they look like potential new money making opportunities. So uh, basically just think about it. The way I had to think about it is like anybody can create an NFT. It costs money to list an NFT. Like on Ethereum, there's this thing called the uh, gas fees, right? It's basically just a fee that you're paying, but they're they're pretty high right now. So, anyways, I share all this because it's getting into the reselling space and it's same thing like Pokemon, like the exact it's same thing like is happening. It's collectible cards. It's what the NFT almost is. It's like a digital, it's like a digital card or artwork that you have that's unique. It's absolutely unique, right? There might be several copies of this one if the artist made mul multiple, but it's a unique version. It's like a one of whatever, right? And yeah. And it's one, yeah. It's, it's and it's, you can, you can always trace it back to the original, right? I've actually bought... <laughs> You have some? Yeah. Well, I, I went to Top Shot. So I don't know if you know what Top Shot is. So Top Shot is basically NBA basketball cards that are digital. Okay. So if you go on and the Top Shot, it basically has. So, for instance, I have one where it's a guy and he's shooting a three pointer and it shows it at different angles and it shows his stats and so on. And so those have been selling for a lot of money. Now, here's what's going on. And I always want to be real about this. And one reason I want to share this is because I'm sure there's plenty that listen to our podcast or on social media that are listening to us. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I have no idea. Yeah, and if, some of you probably know way more than we do. On yeah. This, NFTs so. could be the next thing. And 10 years from now, we'll listen to this podcast and go like, 
Mike and Orlando should have just stopped going to garage sales and should have just gone all in on NFTs. Or the bubble pops. I mean, right now, the reason I'm saying it's very much like Pokemon is like, I'll never forget last week, I'm on my phone. I am signed up to Gary V's like community texting and I get a thing and it's like, read about NFTs. So I read about NFT. I didn't know what NFTs were two weeks ago. I mean, I kind of understood, but I didn't know. I mean, they've been around for years, right? So I'm all new. I'm reading this. And next thing I know, oh, lo and behold, Logan Paul like sold all NFTs of himself holding Pokemon cards. They made $5 million. Now, part of that was tied into another uh, Pokemon card drawing that we he should did. make a Pierce podcast NFT. We, we could. We could. Let's do it. But anyways, he did this. So here's the thing. You remember last time Gary Vee texted Logan Paul, said, hey, you should get into Pokemon. He got into Pokemon. He put it on his show. You know, he got he made millions of dollars. He did it again. And now Gary Vee, Logan Paul, Mark Cuban, all these like uh, Elon Musk, all these wealthy people are talking about NFTs. And so just be careful because, I mean, there are some, you know, m- they are making a lot of money. So, for example, I talk about Top Shot. So there's a LeBron James uh, that just sold for $200,000 a Top Shot. And I'm like, wow, that is that is amazing. And all it is, it's just a digital basketball card. Right. And it's blowing up. So right now, I think we're at the uh, some be- Gary V says we're not at the top. He says, like, we have a ton to go. I don't know. Yeah. I myself have a hard time. With this, because it, it's kind of like, I, I guess this is American materialism at its finest. Yeah. Well, but that's the problem, though. Is people aren't really, I think majority of people aren't buying this because they think it has value. So, for instance, if I were to buy a a piece of art from an artist, I mean, there are going to be some people who are buying it like this. Well, so there's this bought- Beeple guy right now, whoever that is, that just sold a piece for like, I don't know, $6 million. Right. Yeah. No. So, but but that's the thing. So, if I, let's let's say there was a, a shirt or hat I wanted. I wanted a Patagonia hat and I wanted one that's like vintage is... It's really old, but it's good condition. I'm willing to spend $100 for it. To me, that's got value. I like it. I want to wear it. And so I'm willing to pay that. Things like this, a lot of times what's happening with it is I'm buying it because I'm hoping somebody else will want to buy it for more because they think somebody else will buy it for more, but they're not buying it because they're like, this thing for me is actually worth $500. I want oh, no, that's NFT. what's happening right now. Yeah. People, well, I think people are buying it because they, they're, they're hoping to sell it to somebody for more money. A lot of people are. Right. I think there are some people that are really into it. Like I thought about it. If I was super wealthy, would I buy one? I think I would, but I'd have to have a large flat screen that I could display. <laughs> right. But, but then I can also just display a uh a Mona Lisa. No, I could I could I could display the same thing and it's just nobody knows that it's the real NFT. You know what I mean? Like so really it comes down to it's it's only because the scarcity and the fact that people are willing to pay for it. So yeah, that's what makes me feel like it's a bubble. Again, I don't know anything. I'm I'm nobody. I'm not, I'm not a financial I just expert. thought I'd bring this up. I, I don't know if it's a bubble or not. I'm just, it, it's interesting because we're supposed to be in an economic kind of downturn, but the stuff right now, this feels so much like the nineties with baseball cards. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, like next level, like a hundred times exponentially greater than that. And I think we should have seen this coming in the sense that we've talked in the past when it comes to like bands, right? So like the reason why, like Nirvana shirts all of a sudden became big again, like, you know, 10 years ago is because people whose parents, they were teenagers when Nirvana came out. Right. And then they want to show that with their kids and so they have their kids listen to it. And so it becomes trendy or the same thing. Like I'm showing my son Pokemon, right? Because Mm -hmm. I liked Pokemon when I was a kid. And so my generation and probably your generation and 
younger than me. Like we grew up in a in a time when collectible things like that, where people were buying Pokemon cards and selling Pokemon cards, and people were everyone wanted to collect. Well, then when you're an adult, what do you collect? You know, like some people stick into baseball and, and basketball cards, but I think that falls off for a lot of people until now, until people all of a sudden have money. And it's like, I used to collect pogs or I used to, I had this marble collection and I trade with my friends. And there's something about that that's enjoyable. And when you are now all of a sudden are an adult and you have money and it's like, well, how do I do this? And it's, it's like, so there's this different. thing. Yeah. I, I was watching the Wonder Years the other day with my son. And if, if you remember the Wonder Years with, with Kevin, do you ever watch Wonder Years? It's a pretty yeah. old show. It's yeah. from like late eighties classic show. But Kevin and Paul Pfeiffer are like in their room and they're trading cards and and Kevin wants uh, Pfeiffer's McCovey and, and he's like, hey, can I get your Ted Williams? I'm like, they're talking about cards that are so much money now, right? Mm -hmm. But that's what I remember in the early 90s. Now, I didn't get all into cards, but I remember like, hey, I'll, I'll trade you my Griffey for your Ripken, like, you know, and, and stuff like that. And now it's it's on a whole new level. And so... Maybe it's something looking into, maybe it's worth investing, but there's also the fact that maybe it's already at the top of the market and a lot of people are going to lose money. Don't know. Right. Could yeah. this, could this be go and this two people are like NFT suit moon. Yeah. Cause there's no, that's the hard part is there's not, I mean, you could say there's no intrinsic value in a lot of things like art. Um, but, but, but the, the fact is there is in a sense, um, the hard part with something like this is there's not intrinsic value in it. Like it's not actually like you can, if if you have a VCR, it works, it does things, you could sell it, you could actually use it. This that doesn't have the intrinsic value. So if you pay a bunch of money for it, eventually the only reason people are able to make money is because somebody's going to pay a bunch of money for it, hoping they can make more. Well, that's the only can. reason I bought Top Shot. It's right. because I was looking to resell. Like right. I, I, to me, it's like, hey, Mike, check this you out. You only like, make money. I, I look at it as like an exchange of hands. Basically, it's like a whole bunch of people are getting together and everybody's kind of hoping to end up on top, right? And, and a bunch of people are going to end up on top. But the only way, it, this is, this is a zero sum game. I think like reselling isn't a zero sum game because I buy something from somebody at a garage sale and then I list it and I make money and the person who sold it at the garage sale made money and the person who bought it bought something they wanted, right? Everybody wins in that. But in certain things like when you're, when you're short or not short sum, but when you're trying to like day trade stocks or when you're doing, it is a zero sum game. The only way you make money is if somebody else loses money Man, at no, the end I, of the day. I, I, no, that's true. That is true. So we wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Hey everyone, ever found yourself too busy to list or wanting to scale and not knowing how? Well, we've partnered with a great service called Sellhound. They will help you do much of the heavy lifting and can benefit your business in many ways. Sign up for listing services with Sellhound and receive 25% off your first purchase or 25% off your first month of a Sellhound monthly subscription. You can do this by using our promo code all in caps, Pure Hustle 25. That's the numbers, 2-5. By the way, everyone gets three free listings to try out before any purchases. Just go to sawhound.com and subscribe using our promo code, Pure Hustle 25. We'll see. I mean, we'll see where this goes. I'm just, I'm kind of, it's, it's so interesting that we're talking about this, but we're also talking about hoping, you know, people are hoping that the government will pass a stimulus package. <laughs> at the same like it's two americas right it's just it's just wild to me so all right let's let's come back away from the digital world uh but anyway before i move on just understand influencers do move these markets like think about this like it's only because of influencers all right and maybe i'm wrong let us know in the comments are we wrong are we off should we just 
drop it. Should I just sell all my crypto and just go all in into NFTs? Just let me know. So I'm out of stocks right now, so I'm done. All right. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about Tricky's, uh, tricky eBay return policy. Have you had some interesting scenarios with returns with eBay lately? Um, I don't know about like, like somebody says, Hey, I want to return this. And you're like, good. And then they don't return it. And it says, you know, they must return it by this time and you don't get it back. And eBay isn't willing to close the case. Has that happened to you? I haven't had that recently. huh? Okay. So just heads up. I thought eBay, once things started getting better, you know, would kind of settle down because I remember at one time it was like they extended returns, right? It was like some obnoxious 90 days or something like that. Right. And then I was getting, you know, reports in the DMs from people DMing me and saying, hey, Orlando, by the way, you can now call after five business days and have it closed. So I had some major returns that I was not looking for. Now, I will tell you, Mike's going to hate this. Well, he's going to like this because I was so anti-PayPal and I was so looking forward to managed payments. But I'm, I'm down the middle right now. Like, I don't like getting that email that says your funds are on hold. I just don't like it. Not that I need the funds. Not like I'm waiting to get paid out so I can go source. But I just don't like the idea that my money is being held hostage mm. at the mercy of a buyer who's lagging on returning an item. Like, it just bothers me. It's like I should be able, especially if you've been selling for a while, like you should have enough credibility with eBay, with your feedback that, hey, you're going to you're going to refund that person the money. It's not like you're going to shut down your eBay store and you're not going to refund that person anymore. Well, what's happening is I'm having all these returns. People aren't returning it. I, I keep having to call eBay and say, hey, I'm just following up with this return. Can we close this case? And the latest one was interesting to me because it was, it was like a hundred and eighty dollar sale. And, you know, the person was upset and they left me negative feedback. I got the feedback reversed because it wasn't my fault. And the person hasn't shipped it out. And they had until the end of February to ship it out. So I call eBay. I'm like, hey, can we just close this case? Even in your notice, it says that if the person hasn't shipped this out by this time, this case may close. And they're like, well, let me look. And I'm like, oh, actually, the person opened up the window to print a label. So we have to give it another five days. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. They opened the window? Yes. But they didn't print a label. Well, no, because if they print a label, it would tell me that your item's being shipped. And so now I'm waiting another five days. So I, I really hope that all this gets shored up soon because so this is just a warning to you. Like, don't expect that, you know, as soon as the date says, hey, this is the when the case is going to close, it's going to be closed. You're going to have to follow up with eBay these days unless eBay changes that. It's just it's it's just kind of tricky because if it's in writing, I think eBay should be willing to follow through on that writing. Right now, I understand they use the word May, right? That's their out, right? They could say, well, we said May, so that doesn't guarantee it. But I don't know. It just it just kind of it just kind of bothered me a little bit. So yeah. And I, again, it's one of those things where there's going to be the rare exception where somebody's trying to return and something happened, it glitched out, and they're going to say, well, that's not fair. I started it. So I, I understand why eBay wants, they, they want to give the, the buyer the best possible experience. So I guess it's one of those things where you got to look long term and you got to say, it's frustrating, but you're either going to get your item back, or you're going to get the money, right? You're in this limbo, which stinks. But one of those two things is going to happen. And by eBay not just closing it right away, they're ending up with potentially a slightly happier buyer, maybe, right? Which which is beneficial in the long term for the eBay community. So 
trying to put the positive spin no, on it. No, I get it. I mean, I do have right now an item that I sold in October that via global shipping that eBay is still not giving my money back. It's wild. And that's a whole other issue. I've talked about that pair of boots in Russia. So hopefully that'll be resolved. All right. Another thing eBay is doing, I think this is a good thing. Some may disagree. So eBay is changing uh, their badges for shipping. So usually you used to have this fast and free shipping when you sell things out, when you sold things. Now it's just telling you how long it's going to take, which I think is great. Now it's doing this with free shipping. So I've always said this, like if you're able to do free shipping on certain items or if the rest of the competition is doing free shipping, it's probably good for you to do free shipping because your item's going to end up lower in the search. You're not going to end up on the first page. And on top of that, you're not going to have that badge. So I just encourage you guys to take a look. You can always find this information by going to the eBay seller community and it'll tell you announcements and it'll look, but it, you know, it's telling you free three day shipping. I like mine because it just says same day shipping on everything because I do same day. So I know that gives me the competitive edge uh, because people look and you know, who, who doesn't want same day shipping? I, I, I'm still not a fan when I buy stuff on eBay and it's like four days later, I get this message and it's like, I'm shipping out your item today. I'm like, what? I bought this four days ago. Like, come on now. So, all right. Okay. Um, let's talk about, oh, Amazon toy policy. Okay. Man, this just is all sad news. We should have done the NFT stuff last. So many of you that sell on Amazon, you may have been getting those messages that says you have to be compliant with your toys, meaning that you have to send in all this uh, data and, and you can appeal it. And when you appeal, they ask you for invoices. And if you don't get the invoices, they're telling you that your listing will be removed. And there's been a lot of talk about this on Clubhouse. I've been in some conversations with this, of, with Reezy and a bunch of other people. Uh, not so much to discuss on social media. That's why I wanted to bring it up because it's, it's been going on for about a month and a half and people have been getting all kinds of messages saying, Hey, you know, you need to be in compliance. If you're not in compliance, we're not, you know, we're going to remove your listing, but here's what I'm noticing. So I'll get this thing and it's going to say your item is at risk of removal. And then I won't do anything because the, the reason I don't do anything is I usually expect a bigger seller to send in whatever paperwork is necessary because they're not going to want their listing to get removed. And so they're going to take care of it. So I've been waiting on this and then I've actually got an email that say your listing is removed, but then I go to Amazon and my listing's still there. So I don't know what's going on. Let us know in the comments. I just throw this out there for two reasons. One, I wouldn't panic yet. I wouldn't go like, Oh no, you know, Amazon's going to gonna lock me out of my listings. Amazon's going to suspend my store. It's kind of like this whole idea of the insurance thing that went around on social media that was telling, you know, everyone that they had to get insurance. You know, I do have my own kind of, you know, insurance, but I, I never got that message. I never got the message about that I need insurance. And I do sell a good amount. So I never got, I don't know why I didn't get the message. Maybe because I already had it. I don't know. You know, but I, I didn't, I didn't have my, you know, stuff uploaded. So I don't know what happened. Right. But anyways, number two, I think it's time for people. Like I, I do a lot of retail arbitrage, so I'm still going to do it, but it may be time to look more into invoices, right. Into going into distributors. I mean, I'll, I'll share uh, one of them, e distribution. 
because everyone shares that on social media. It's been shared everywhere. It's been shared on TikTok. Actually, if, if you want to find out where to buy stuff to get invoices on Amazon, go to TikTok. Mm. Just hashtag Amazon FBA and all the gurus will tell you where to buy from. Uh, it's, 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 it's crazy how much information is being offered right now. So if you're not on TikTok, on the reselling side, you're missing out on, on a lot of free information. And they may be from gurus, but that doesn't mean that the information isn't legit. Yeah, sometimes legit. Sometimes legit. Well, you can legit look legit or not. Well, because all you need is we're gonna do videos like that. Legit, we are. Yeah. I don't know. We, help us but, figure out the name. Okay, we want to. Will we people wa- come after us if we do those? Though it's fine. Um, <laughs> let's let's see what our listeners think because that's the people I care about. Uh, should we should we uh should we hunt down and find the scammers and the the people who are trying to uh trying to to sell false dreams and call them out, do videos about how either they're fake or they're not. Is that, sure. I want to know, is that part of our brand? That's what I want to know. Or is it going to only help our brand? Yeah, let us know. Right, because we're about keeping it real. So that falls in line it's with real. keeping it real. That's right. So we're, our, our, it's real relevant reselling, not, not a, you know, nice for the sake of nice. Selling you a dream. Yeah. So it is true, because I do see those gurus and I'm like, just stop. Yeah, well, just they're hurting stop. people. We can, we can be the, uh, we can go out there and be the, 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 Bringers of justice. TikTok Avengers. That's right. Okay. All right. Okay. Hey, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, I got more. I just, I'll share one more thing. I have stopped canceling orders if people don't pay right away. Do you cancel orders if people send you a message like a day later? No, I I don't. I don't cancel orders right away. I mean, I'll send them a message and say like, hey, you know, we want to ship this out as soon as you pay. And it, yeah, if they don't, if they don't get back to me and it's been a long time, then yeah, I'll cancel it. But, um, if they ask like, yeah, can I have an extra couple of days? I just, I give it to them. Okay. Sometimes yeah. It works. Sometimes it doesn't, but. So I am, you know, I'm, I'm again, this managed payments didn't solve this problem. And so I've been lately, if somebody messages me right away and they're like, Hey, by the way, I didn't see something or I messed up. Can you cancel it? I'll cancel it. If it goes on a day. And I don't hear anything. And then out of nowhere, I get this message like, hey, can you cancel that? Whatever. I'll just ignore it. Because on the second day, I have it set up where my unpaid item assistant picks it up. And then I'll get a message. And it's like, hey, can you cancel this? And then I message back and say, hey, I'm sorry. Unpaid item assistant already opened up. Check your email. And what they have to do to resolve it is one, they pay. Or two, they take the strike for not paying for the item. And so I'm just trying to do my little part in the reselling world to make things better for everyone. So I can see that. That's where I'm at. Yeah. All right. That is our reseller topics. Yeah. And no. then we, we don't, we don't have the, uh, the bolo sound either. <laughs> so I'm going to drop that like a uh, bolo. I think that's kind of how we started doing them. What's your bolo? <laughs> there you go. See, that's the second part. And that's we're right. good. We're good to go. Um, so my bolo is obviously we, we like dead stock and we've talked a lot about, you know, when you can find new tag things at thrift stores or garage sales and, I, I did really well at a garage sale a while back where I got a bunch of like compression, like football pad shorts. So they like go underneath of your like pants um, or your shorts and yeah. they're like little padded um, and they were all new and they were all the same size. And there was a couple of shirts too that had some pads on them. And the idea was this guy, I was talking to him about like why he had them. Um, and he was like getting into like flag football and he was an older guy and he's like, and I hurt my knee and I just had all these and never ended up using them. Right. So, um, and I, they, they ended up selling really well and I've been selling them consistently. And it got me thinking that like a lot of times, you know, when I go do retail arbitrage, 
you, you, sometimes there's things you overlook. Like you think of things like cleats, right? Or you think of certain things that are like the obvious, okay, football, you know, it's football season. Kids are going to need, you know, certain, like, there's big things like pads and this, but there's a lot of accessories that go. And I remember back, like when I was playing football um, in high school and there's like lots of accessories that kids wear like little bands on their arms that like will hold certain things or, you know, uh, wrist things or knee things. And so if you can get accessories to the sports or accessories to things that are in, in, right. Cause a lot of times we think of just the big things. Like we think of, you know, it's boating season. I, I mentioned this back when we first started, uh, you know, it's boating season, you know? So yeah, if you could flip boats, that'd be great. But if you can't flip boats, there's accessories to boats, right? Well, what else do people need? Well, they need life jackets. They need these, you know, the blow horns. They need this. So the bolo is essentially think of whatever is in season right now and think of the accessories that go with it. The things that often get overlooked uh, because there's going to be money there um, just as much as there are in the big things that you might not have access to or might not be able to to actually flip. And I think that's a great bolo. In California, we're finally getting back to high school sports. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, not everywhere. <laughs> But at least the, the the school that oh now my my kids have been in school since August, because uh, they got waivers. But the, the schools that they go to didn't have sports, and now they're just getting back into sports. And so, I know other parts of the country are getting back into sports too. So there may be a shortage, right, on getting certain items. Maybe some items that are off season. So I definitely see where you're going with that. So, all right. So mine is laser disc players. Ugh. Yeah, I haven't had good experience with those. Okay. Oh, like you picked them up and they were no yeah. good. Yeah, like they didn't work. Yeah, well, I had one that that I bought the uh, I bought a, a laser disc. I bought the movie Big on laser disc to test. Yeah, to see if it worked. And uh, the disc got stuck in the the unit. Oh man! And it was like, well, either I sell this unit for parts now with this disc stuck in it that I bought, and I had to like have it. I wanted to test this unit fast, so I had it shipped from eBay. I bought it on eBay, and it was like you know like. Six days, I had to wait for it. For and, the disc. Yeah, for the disc. Yeah. So I could test this thing to see if it worked. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, this laser disc is stuck inside. And so I can either like literally break this thing apart because I couldn't get it out. Like it, there wasn't even when I took the top off, like unless I was willing to like really take it apart and, and potentially break it. You're killing my bowler right now, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so uh, that's my only experience with laser So what did it happen? Did you sell it for parts? I sold it for parts. And then the guy was upset because he said it didn't work. When he got it, so. So did you no get way. a return? Uh, no, he kept it, but he was just, he complained about it. But did you make profit on it still? Yeah, I made profit, yeah. I, Good I profit? Mean, it, I, I probably paid like $6 for the laser player, and I probably sold it for like 70 and shipping is, you know, probably like 25 okay. so, so yeah, I made money. still a bolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still a bolo. Because I, I, I'm, they're scarcer. They're not, you cannot find them the way you used to be able to find them five, obviously 10 years ago. Uh, and... I had one that I sold. I think I shared this as a hustle of the week or not. I can't remember. Did I share this as a hustle of the week? A laser display? Man, it, it just, everything's just so like, we've been going. Let's just assume not. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, the reason I say this, cause I have a, a few of them and I, I didn't list some of them. <laughs> They've been sitting in my storage literally for two years. And I'm like, huh, I wonder how, how much they're selling for. I look them up. They've actually gone up in value since when I sourced them. Do I have any sitting up there? You might. <laughs> you might. Those dual decks you have up there have gone up in value. Oh, I, need to, I need to start listing those. So, all right. So, we we should bring back the Korg. 
Mm, yeah. That's the other thing I was thinking about that actually today when I was uh, eating lunch, I was like, I need to fix that thing and send it out. The real ones remember the Korg yeah. from previous podcasts, like episode 29 or something. That's right. So, Vogue quarter. Anyways, leave it. Later it is. So, I just sold one. I, I think I should, I don't, I don't know if I should have. So, I sold one for $267. I paid uh, $15 for it. And, you know, it was interesting. I sold it. I shipped it out and the remote wasn't working. But, the individual knew how scared this was. So he's messaging me back. He's like, listen, I don't want to return this. I'm just like, no, the remote doesn't work. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I do a partial refund? He's like, that's fine. I sent him 30 bucks. Then he messaged me. He's like, hey, don't, don't send the refund. I fixed the remote. Well, he's like, oh, nice one. yeah. But then he's like, I'll get you that $30 when I can. And I never, wait, no, he did. Oh, really? That's why there was 30 bucks in my PayPal the other day. Hey, that's where that came. I'm like, wow, I got 30 bucks. He actually paid me back. It all so, makes sense uh, now. I, got, I love eBay buyers sometimes. So the reason I say this is I've noticed with my laser disc players that have been sitting in my storage that they've actually gone up in value since they've been sitting there. And that's why it's a bolo. So I may list those soon. I'm not going to make guarantees. I have a lot of other clothing inventory that are going to be a lot faster for me to process, uh, which are going to bring in probably the same amount of ROI. And so it may, you know, that's why I'm, I'm just hesitating. but. Maybe because the market's getting up there that it's going to sell for more. And LaserDisc is really easy uh, to test as far as, you know, if you just have an older TV, you just got to do the auxiliary inputs, right? And you can get a, any kind of LaserDisc on, on eBay for like six bucks, seven bucks. I mean, I have Jurassic Park and some other movie or whatever, mm. uh, but I use it all the time. And so it's, it's pretty simple. Right. And uh, there are some people out there that are, are collectors and, and do like LaserDisc and they're willing to pay up. So keep an eye out for LaserDisc players. Yeah. Oh, you can also use them for karaoke, too. I think that's why some people like them. Yeah, that makes sense. So. All right. So what are you looking forward to here? Man, I don't know a lot. I feel like I feel like uh, I'm excited for the month of March. Um, when we're doing the YouTube thing, I think that's pretty exciting. And I feel like there's just like a lot of changes. Um, talked several episodes ago about kind of some business ideas that I was kind of getting started and I feel like I'm starting to make a little bit of progress in there and um, I'm kind of catching my groove. Now, it looks like I'm probably going to be going back to school like in class uh, next month, which is going to probably throw a wrench in everything. But, you know, I feel like life goes in cycles, you know, with uh, how you're feeling emotionally, physically, your your drive, like in business and all of that stuff. And I feel like I'm at a good place where I'm like ready to just grind. I'm ready to just like grind out whatever it takes, just work really hard. And, uh, and so I'm just in general excited for this month. Cause I'm, I kind of dedicated, like, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it this month. Like whatever it takes, I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't want any free time. I don't need to watch TV. I don't need to just read fiction books. All the things that I normally spend time on my priorities are, are, are church, my family and, and business. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to pour effort and energy into it. And, uh, I don't need as much downtime, um, as long as I get a little bit and, and we'll see how it goes. I may, I might come out of March and go, whoa, I burnt out. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the best I can. And I'm just kind of excited uh, to, to see where it takes me. So I know it's super general. It's not like I'm excited for this sale coming up. But Mike yeah. is energized, though. I mean, before the podcast, I was telling Mike how I can't stand these like today because it's so busy. Mike's like, don't you love it? You had stuff to do all day. And I'm like, no, like there's a reason I'm a full time reseller. It's because I don't like my days being stacked. But uh, I love doing the podcast, by the way. This is the easiest part of my day today. So it's all good. We're keeping it real. We're always about keeping it real. Yeah. So but speaking of keeping it real, uh, I still got to finish up my taxes. Ooh. I am scared. 
scared. There's two things I fear in life, God and the IRS. Mm-hmm. And so more people, people are, are more afraid of, uh, of, of an audit than they are of death. Are you legitimate thing, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fearful of an audit. It's just one of those things where I looked at 2020, I'm like, wow, it was a good year. Right. Which means taxes. But you like put money aside every month into an account for taxes. Yeah, I do sometimes. I mean, I, I, I have there been year this, I, I do take the penalty sometimes because mm. I'd rather have the cash flow at the moment. So you might disagree. I get it. People might disagree with me, but I'm more of like, hey, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where um, Dave Ramsey talks about this. When you, when, whenever you work, you should put zero as your amount of exemptions, mm-hmm. right? So you're getting, not, not zero. You should put the maximum. <laughs> Just ruined it. Reverse that. You should put the maximum number so the government has less of your money, so you you can use more of your money at that time. Yeah, don't use the don't use the government or the IRS as a uh, savings account. Exactly. So I'm sorry, I messed. I wish we're not going to edit it out, but don't put zero. Instead, put the maximum amount. Yeah. So the government isn't your savings account. The ideal ideal situation. Not giving financial advice. That's just what Dave Ramsey says. Yeah. uh, We're we're not doctors. We're not lawyers. We're not CPAs, so don't take any medical advice from us or financial advice, and don't eat lead paint, right? Like we'll put all the disclaimers <laughs> on there, but um, yeah. So you money's worth more today than it's worth tomorrow, right? So you want to have it now because right of inflation. Now. And then the other thing is the ideal situation is to walk out of your taxes with zero, where the government isn't sending you any, and you're not giving them any, because technically, unless it's because of like credits, because of like childcare or whatever things like that 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 you're getting extra money from. But if it's because you've paid too much and the government's giving you that money back, you've literally let them, the government hold your money and make interest on it for the whole year. And if you owe them money, well, then that kind of stinks too. But the ideal situation is to walk away with zero because that means you had access to your money the entire year. But in a weird way, you owe less. Yeah. Because money's lost value over that time. Yep. And that's why I do it that way. So anyways, not advice at all, but I'm just scared. Okay. Um, and then I'm still organizing and I just got to catch up on my listings. I got a ton of inventory I need to list. And so I'm going to take care of that. And hopefully I'll have a better story for everyone when we get back for our next update episode. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, make sure to tune into our YouTube. We're going to be dropping another YouTube at the end of this week. So stay tuned for that as we continue our, what are we calling it? March media madness. I don't know. Names they don't mean anything so we're making we're making youtubes that's what we're doing we're doing the youtuber machine on the internet that's right on the interwebs interwebs all right with that being said hey make sure to be real be relevant and be reselling Please. peace